Welcome back to another episode of Consciously Clueless, the podcast that teaches you how to live a healthier lifestyle that makes you and the planet happier. The world is changing quickly. Sometimes it feels like you can't keep up. I hear you. You want to make the world a better place. You care, but you don't know where to start. You know taking care of yourself is important, but how? I get it. I have a history of diving into a new endeavor, seeking perfection, and quickly feeling like I failed. Whether it was going vegan or learning how to recycle more, I wish I had guidance to keep me on track and not overwhelmed. I can't lie, the world needs your help. But it doesn't need you to be perfect. This podcast is here to help. Here we go. All right, so this is another episode where people voted in my Instagram stories, what should this month's solo episode be about? And Eco Conscious Kitchen Hacks is the one that won. So here we are. We're going to talk about some Eco Conscious Kitchen Hacks. I love when you all get to pick the content of what's going on in the podcast. I just think it's really fun to engage in that way. If you want even more ways to interact with what's going on on the podcast and more access to content to help you to live a more conscious life out patreon.com slash consciously carly. I think you'll find some good things over there. Okay, so let's get to the episode. Eco conscious kitchen hacks. I have a few different sections here. I've kind of broken this episode up into based on my own knowledge and based on some of the research I did for the episode, making sure I kind of have up-to-date information for you all. So I want to start with something I wish I would have heard before I started my sustainable, eco-conscious living journey within my home. Start with what you have. Now, if you've listened to other episodes of the podcast or you follow me on social media, you know this is something I have said before, but it is so worth repeating because I will fully admit right now that when I started this journey into figuring out how to live a more eco life, I threw away a lot of shit. I was like, this is old Tupperware. This is plastic. This isn't cute and doesn't look like the Instagram accounts that I'm following with mason jars and everything else. I totally fell into that category. I fell plagued to the capitalist version of sustainability there for a hot minute. And I just want to remind you that you probably have a lot of things that can help you live a more eco-friendly life in your kitchen already. So start with what you have and don't necessarily throw away stuff. If there are things that are not suiting you anymore, don't just chuck them, like find if someone can use them, donate them, whatever it is in hopefully a place that they're actually being used. So I just need to start there. Start with what you have. If you decide after listening to this episode that you're not going to use plastic wrap anymore, but you have three boxes, use it up and then do it. There's already exists. There's no need to just throw it in the trash without getting any use out of it for all the production that went into it, right? So start with what you have. That is like my first golden rule with sustainability these days is just don't go off the rails and buy a bunch of new shit and don't throw anything away. So let's transition then from the start with what you have kind of idea to how to ditch plastic. One way to live a more eco-conscious life in the kitchen is to get rid of plastic 
as you can, right? This is not a, I should say that in general, none of these are hard and fast rules. They're based on accessibility. They're based on privilege. So if you can do any of these, please do, because there's many that can't. But if there's something on this list that you're like, that's just not going to work for me right now, I totally understand. Don't get overwhelmed. Start where you are. Okay, so that caveat being said, we're going to talk about ditching the plastic, right? We've learned over the years, I mean, we as a big social we, that plastic is not great for us to be heating up our food in. It leaches chemicals and stuff into our food. So those containers you heat food up in or the Tupperware, you can use them to store your food. Maybe you just don't heat that food up in it. If you're looking to use more reusable products to store things, think about what you already have. Maybe you have salsa jars or spaghetti jars that are glass. Take the labels off and you have nice glass jars that you can store food in or use for leftovers. I love putting leftovers in jars because they're really easy to take to an office or if I'm traveling or something. So use what you have and and get a little creative there, right? If you are someone who uses aluminum foil or plastic bags a lot, thinking about more of the kind of waste with cooking in this category. There are two products. Now, I am just started with my rant on capitalism. There are two products I am going to recommend in this episode. I'm not sponsored by either of them, so it's actually just me saying that. Maybe I won't even say the brands. But if you use aluminum foil to cook or put on the bottom of a pan or whatever, get a baking silicone mat It is a thin mat and it goes down like aluminum foil wood on a cookie sheet or whatever in the oven and it is a dream, no more waste, and reusable plastic bags. I use stasher bags specifically because of the material they're made out of. You can boil in them, you can bake in them, you can put them in the dishwasher. They are just honestly a game changer for living a more eco-conscious life is just having some reusable bags, specifically ones you can use for everything. Uh, I always sing their praises. But a few things like that can actually get rid of a lot of waste, right? Think of all the plastic bags that get used, like the Ziplocs that get used in the kitchen throughout one year. It's astronomical. So if you can take that away from your household, like that's a huge hack right there. Another thing in terms of reusables are things like paper towels and napkins. So some people are really attached to having paper towels and napkins on hand. I get it. Maybe you have a few rolls for backup if you've got pets or I imagine small children or something. But you can use reusable towels and reusable napkins and just not have to buy anything anymore. A lot of these hacks, if you start to notice, actually save you money too because You invest once if you have the ability to, you know, in some cloth napkins. You can thrift them as well. I've done most of my napkin buying, I think, at thrift stores. And then you're done. You just throw them in the wash. They're small. They don't take up a bunch of room and wash them at the end of the week. It's really easy and it's a way to save money and create less waste in the kitchen. It's one that a lot of cultures are used to, but specifically in the U.S., we just love throwing stuff away. That also goes with 
silverware and plates and cups and everything. We get really attached to the idea of not wanting to wash dishes. And I get it again for lifestyle issues that are fast, you're working crazy hours, whatever it is. If you can, try and not have those in your house. If you have access to cleaning some dishes off at the end of the day, that is a huge reduction in waste. Another thing in waste is actually related to food. So in the U.S. alone, 40% of the food in this country is wasted. That is crazy, right? 40% of the food in the U.S. is wasted. That is so high, I can't really wrap my head around it, thinking of all the food in a grocery store and 40% of that being wasted. It goes stale, we forget about it, sits in the back of the fridge and becomes a science experiment. It happens to the best of us. We've all had spinach that we intended to use before it wilted and then 45 seconds later, it was gone. Again, it happens. But there are things you can do to prevent this. A huge one that I've talked about before is meal prepping. So you can meal plan, meal prep, whatever you want to call it. But at the beginning of the week, if you even make a loose outline for what you're going to eat that week or what your family's going to eat that week, what you need from the store, etc., you can prevent yourself from having to get a lot of takeout or feeling overwhelmed because at the end of the day, when we're burnt out and our brains are fried, it can be even harder to make decisions like what are we going to eat and how to get that process started. You can get that process started at the beginning of the week for yourself. You're going to save yourself a lot of grief and probably save yourself a lot of food waste. A lot of food waste just comes from a lack of planning. So if we're going to buy food, let's remember to try and use it by the appropriate date. Share it with a friend if you're leaving out of town and you've got food in your fridge. Let's just not waste food because a lot, a lot, a lot of people in this country and in this world would really, really appreciate that 40% of food that's being wasted in the U.S. alone, right? So let's think about that, not only from a humanitarian standpoint, of course, we want more food to be available and think about our food waste systems, but also just in an economical environmental standpoint. It's a waste of money. And also food waste is a huge contributor to the greenhouse gases because when it goes in the garbage, it is not breaking down. I always thought food just broke down no matter where it was, but that's not true. That's why we're going to start talking about composting next. So composting is something I didn't really pay attention to until later in life exactly why it was important. I knew it was a habit I should do. But why and how I can make that easier wasn't really on my radar. So the thing I said about food not breaking down in the garbage, what you can do is start to compost your food. And there's a few ways to go about this depending on your circumstances. Now, for some of you, it might just not be possible. If this is not the one you're going to tackle and try and change in your life right now, that's okay. But there are different levels, again, depending on where you live. If you're in a big city, you might have a commercial composting place to either drop off compost or to have it picked up. Compost can mean like brown paper bags and food waste scraps, that kind of stuff, anything that is naturally breaking down. So you might be able to look up a service in your area. If you live in a space where it is safe to have a compost in your backyard. It is relatively easy. You can use a bucket. You can build a little composting bin out of wood pallets. If you Google DIY compost, there are 
probably about a billion things that come up and many of them are relatively easy. You just need a compost bin in your house to collect all your food scraps except stuff like dairy or meat or anything like that. So all of your veggies and your fruits and your beans and your seeds, that kind of thing can go in there. And then you put it in your compost. I won't get too far into this now. One, I'm not an expert. And two, this is something you will totally probably look up based on the circumstance you're in. But there's a lot of different ways to make it so you don't have a stinky compost in your house or your apartment or whatever it is. And you're not wasting as much food, which is pretty awesome. Another way to make your kitchen a little bit more eco-conscious is think about the products you're using to clean it up, right? These are all the surfaces that you're cleaning, like your countertops, your kitchen sink, or even your dishes and things like that. For both our own health and the health of the planet, we want to try and keep the products we're using for things like that as non-toxic as possible. So maybe you find a more eco-friendly cleaning product. Vinegar and baking soda and a lemon go a long way in the kitchen. You can clean just about anything. So take a look at the products you're using. If you have products left to use up, like dish soap that maybe has stuff in it that you're not interested in having on your skin or go in the water anymore, use that up. Don't waste it. And then make your next purchase be a little bit more sustainable. We're not looking to waste things here. We're looking to make better choices as we move forward. It's not going to be an overnight thing to make your kitchen this like eco-conscious oasis. If it is for you, hats off, but it's probably not going to be. If these things kind of seem a little bit overwhelming, I would suggest starting with a question like, what do you use in your kitchen every day? Like when you think of being in your kitchen, what are the things you're doing every single day? Maybe the top three things that come to your mind. When I think about that, I think about making tea, I think about doing the dishes, and I think about making lunch specifically. So what do I need to make tea? I need water and a kettle and tea. Oh, I can maybe make tea with reusable tea containers and loose leaf tea. That's a little bit less waste and can be composted. That's a cool hack. Okay, dishes, what am I using for my soap? And cooking lunch. What do I need to cook lunch? Can I meal plan to make sure I don't have any leftovers? Just a few spots to start, right? What do you do in your kitchen every day? And just start there. Definitely don't have to do it all right away, but be honest with yourself. If you can do a little bit more, if you can contribute to lessening your waste a little bit more, okay, You make a plan. You didn't do it before. Don't feel bad for whatever reasons that were getting in your way. Or maybe you just didn't know about things and now you're learning and you're growing. Let's not sit in that guilt. Let's take whatever is new here and feels possible and use it moving forward. Let me know, of course, if you have any questions about how to make your kitchen a little bit more eco-conscious. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode of Consciously Clueless. And for that, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or tag me and share in social media. Share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. To get more resources, influence on topics covered, and bonus content, join the Consciously Clueless community over on Patreon at patreon.com slash consciouslycarly. And don't forget, if you need help living more consciously, let's work together. Email me today. 
See you next Wednesday for a new episode. This podcast is supported by all the brands that I love and that I get to work with. Considering how much I talk about the fact that we should be buying less, you know if I'm promoting a brand, it means I use it myself and I love it. Sometimes the stars align and I score discount codes for the brands that I love. If you go to consciouslycarly.com slash shop, you'll find discount codes for brands like Parade that sell sustainable underwear, Terraseed that is vegan vitamins, Joy selling sustainable plant-based milk alternatives, Plain Products that shows a new way to provide the world a shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and more by using returnable, recyclable containers. There is so much on that page of all the brands that support this podcast and support the work I do. So don't forget to go to consciouslycarly.com shop to check all of that out. Mm-hmm.